This is Radio Boston. I'm Tiziana Deering, and today, a show about teaching that works and a look at what works in teaching. And we'll start with new data about a program that began in the 1960s, METCO. And it was designed to help desegregate Boston public schools. It buses thousands of Boston kids to schools in 33 suburban districts. And the results, according to a new study, have been pretty good. Kids who participate have better test scores and are more likely to go to college, just two examples. Christopher Worrell represents the 5th Suffolk in Massachusetts in the House, and he's also a graduate of the METCO program. So we're going to start with there. Representative, welcome to Radio Boston. Thank you for having me. Thank so you. It's great to have you. We'll get to the data in a minute, but I want to go back to when you were a kid. You went to Lincoln Sudbury schools. Yep. And when did you start? I started when I was in kindergarten. How did it, do you remember, I mean, I barely remember kindergarten, <laughs> except a couple things, but do you remember those early years and what it felt like as a kid to participate in the METCO program? Yes. So I was fortunate enough to have um, two older siblings and my two older siblings uh, went to Lincoln and um, my sister, brother, then myself. So they laid the groundwork for me. Then I just came in and um, very loving, you know, curious kid, went to Lincoln, um, you know, walking into the school. Um, it was about 30-minute bus ride. Walking into the school, you're seeing a whole lot of new faces, um, a lot of um, white people uh, from, <laughs> from, from Lincoln. <laughs> and, you know, uh, you sit down, um, play in the sandbox, and just become friends. And, and that's how everything started for me. And you went to Lincoln Sudbury Schools all the way through graduation? All, all the way through graduation. So if you don't mind, give me one memory of something wonderful and one memory of something difficult. One memory. One memory. The, um, I could say even today, the, the lifelong friendships that, that, that you um, foster within the 12 years of, of being a part of um, a community. Um, we started in kindergarten and we all graduated um, in 12th grade. So um, Lincoln started with 64 students. Then we went to the regional high school, Lincoln Sudbury. And my graduation graduating class was like three, close to 400 students. So uh, fostering that 64 mm -hmm. and having 12-year relationship and even now still having those relationships today. Um, a more difficult time is, um, you know, cultural differences, but it's really not difficult. It's just those awkward conversations that you're going to have to have with, with your friends, uh, that the friends that you, you grew up with or getting to know, like the, just those conversations. And you might lose a friend for a week or two, but, you know, in Why? hindsight. Why? Because it's just. Why would you lose a friend for a week um, The differences in opinions. You know, I'm from Dorchester. Uh, we do a lot of things differently from the kids in Sudbury or Lincoln. Uh, but when pr two perspectives clash, you know, uh, kid from Sudbury, kid from Lincoln might feel strongly this way, but the kid from Dorchester feels strongly this way. Then this always, always came to a line of agreements where we could, you know, come back together and agree. So last year we talked with Lida Peters, who's a teacher and civil rights activist who was part of the group that fostered and developed METCO way back in the 60s. Um, and she said that the designers of the program always knew it could be challenging for participants. Here's a little bit. You put them in an alternative school where they are learning more than they did before, and they know it's hard, but they make it. That's a, that's a new person. Does any of that ring true? Now, she was talking about, you know, design started in the design in 65, first class in 66. 
But does that ring true for you? Yes. Yes, it does. If, if you, you Look at the life that I live now. There's um, 160 state reps. There's 24 state reps that identify as uh, black or brown. So out of the 24, there's about 150, 136 that are um, that don't look like us. So um, Mecco, what Mecco did was sometimes I'm in my classroom. I'm the only uh, black um, man, black person in the classroom. And now in the state legislator uh, making decisions for uh, my community in the state, I am the only black man, uh, black or brown person in these rooms. So it just prepared me to, to be successful in what I'm doing today. State Representative Christopher Orrell, you're going to stay with us. I'm going to bring a second voice in now, Max Larkin, WBUR education reporter, because we're having this conversation because of the new, new research out of Tufts that looks at the efficacy of the MECO program. So, Max, uh, welcome. Thanks for having me. And we heard you chuckle a minute ago <laughs> a couple of different times there. And I want you to give us the top line takeaways from this study. Yeah, the study is a long-term study. Um, the lead researcher is Elizabeth Setrin, who's a Tufts University economist. And it's pretty remarkable, Tiziana. You know, we're looking at 20-year outcomes, so longitudinal following students using state data kind of through their lives. And you see some pretty big changes. I asked Setrin last week, uh, kind of what was your standout finding about Metco? And here's what she said. So I think the most remarkable finding is the shift in college aspirations and also that students are able to meet those aspirations and enroll in college at a much higher rate. This is a quantitative study, Tiziana, and so it's quantifiable. So compared to kids who applied to METCO and didn't get in, so this is a select group um, already, METCO students were 17 percentage points more likely to aspire to a four-year college. They were also 17 percentage points more likely to go to a four-year college. And I say percentage points, you know, if you look at it comparatively, that's a 40 percent increase. That's yeah. pretty big. Yeah. I think it's worth noting that, that there was some sort of fade to that effect once students were enrolled. So it's only six percentage points more likely that a METCO participant would graduate from a four-year college. But in any event, it seems to translate into a kind of lifetime earnings differential and, and, and a considerable one of around uh, $24,000 a year by age 35. Uh, Representative, I just see you nodding pretty consistently through all the data that Max Larkin just laid out. Why? Because... Um about 11th grade, and, and, and it reminded me uh, what my mom did. I was, I'm a, I was a solid C, C plus, B on a great, great class day student. And my mom thought I was slacking off, so she, she pulled me out of Mecco for a semester and put me in Boston Public. And um, the differences with Boston Public and Mecco is every time I walked into Lincoln Sudbury, I felt the smell of academia. I felt the smell of thriving. I felt the, f the smell of, like, the kid next to you has a 1600 on his SAT score. And when my mom took me out of um, Mecco for a semester, um, going into Boston Public, it felt like this is survival now. I'm in survival mode right now. I have to get through the day surviving. And that sees, I was, if I would have graduated from that Boston Public School, I probably would have been number one in the class, like easily. Like the stuff that they were learning was. I was learning that back four or five grades ago. 
So I'm going to come back to that in just a second. I want to pull a little more data from Max, and then we're going to come back to that. Max Larkin, uh, interestingly, uh, uh, Representative Worrell talked about, for example, 1600s on the SATs and the smell of academia. One of the areas of research that was interesting was things like likelihood of taking AP classes, performance on the MCAS test, performance on the SAT. Um, and what I took away from the research was uh, that there was a level of difference, and then that sort of leveled out. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I think that's fair. And you you hit a bunch of them. You know, so we see these sort of big effects in things like college aspiration, lifetime earnings, MCAS effects, definitely present. Um, so, you know, learning that subject matter at a higher rate, to be sure, doesn't show up in higher participation in AP classes, doesn't show up in higher SATs, or or it, there is not a higher rate of getting what Super they talk a top high, a top right. SAT score above 1200. So, you know, it's not a panacea. It doesn't fix or change everything. And then sadly, statewide, there is a phenomenon that black and brown students, students of color are less likely to be in advanced math, which is seen as this kind of big litmus test for your college readiness and lots of people working on that. So even Metco uh, participants were less likely, uh, disproportionately overrepresented in lower track math classes, if that makes sense. So we're speaking with Max Larkin, who's an education reporter here at WBUR and State Representative Christopher Worrell of the 5th Suffolk District, who also went through the METCO program, about new research looking at the overall positive impact of participation in METCO. Um, and, and, and Representative, I'm going to come back now. So you talk about this time in your 11th grade year. You're pulled out for a semester. You go back to uh, a Boston public school. You recognize the difference. You move from academia to survival using your words. Yes. Here's what strikes me about that. An 11th grade kid is an emer emerging young adult. Uh, very aware of all of the implications of that. That must have made you mad. Yeah. And it must, would it, does it still make you mad? Yeah, and, and this is why it didn't, it fueled me to be where I'm at now. Um, growing up in, in, in Lincoln, Lincoln, Sudbury, there was carpets on the, on the floor, long hallways. Like I couldn't touch uh, a locker with a locker with my hands. I couldn't, you know, going to the bathroom, there was, Proper toiletries. You could see your reflection from the mirror and switching over to boss public. It, it, it wasn't like that. You know, it was smears. It was, you know, you know, going through the bathroom, you had to, you know, really look, <laughs> then go to the bathroom. It, it was it was really like seriously survival mode. Um, bars on the windows and, and just like the first day it was it was a brawl. And, and right right in front of um before the bell rang for kids to come inside. So when I went there, you know, scared straight, whatever my mom tried to do, she did it. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and, and it worked. And um, I'm here today. And that, that that's why um, with the Fifth Suffolk, um, really making this intentional to make sure all our schools have that Mecco experience. Yeah, because what, what does that say about us? What, is, what does that say about the city? And the state. Yeah, we we need to um, equal the playing fields on education. We want to um, create a a line of standard where um, all our schools are thriving, all our kids are feeling comfortable. And what we need to do as educators is to give the same thing uh, the peop the kids in Brookline, the kids in Sudbury are getting for the inner city kids as well. Um, so I'll turn back to you, Max Larkin. I, I wasn't sure if you were looking like you wanted to say something there. I just think you know th this is uh, this is the 
issue. It matters the spirit in which you go to school, the climate, the context. We spend so much time talking about it, and uh, I think it's wonderful that that happened. And yet, this is also a relatively small program, yeah. you know. And I know you there's a lottery yeah. for it. Y- yeah, exactly. And and there are a lot of kids who don't who don't get in. And you know, this study studied them as well. And seventy five percent. 75% of them by grade 9 aren't in the Boston public schools. So there's there's Their some Their families move them somewhere else? Either to a charter school, to a private school, they get into Metco late or they move out of the district. Okay. So that raises two remaining questions in our time that I want to get at. And the first, actually maybe three. I'll reserve the right for a third. Max, I'll stay with you <laughs> You're for the, the host. first. <laughs> um, what are some of the common critiques of Metco? We're talking about the impact, you know, how it works, history of it. Are there critiques? Yeah, I think obviously there was originally quite a racist backlash and intimidation with the program, the sense that thankfully this study has again disproven that this would somehow affect or hold back the suburban hosting districts. I think another more commonplace critique is that it's small. There's just not enough room for it for everyone who'd like to take part. And it's unclear what it would mean if, you know, lots and lots of, you know, many, many more Boston Public School students were taking this first opportunity to get out of the district. And then I think that dislo- that sense of dislocation that Representative all alluded to but triumphed over. And then I think, you know, I have a source who says, you know, there's nothing magic about white kids. And I think sometimes it can give the impression that there is something magic about white kids when we get a positive result. And it's like, well, it's not like they're casting some spell, but the atmosphere in the school is different. The resources are different. And that's going to, over time, have some different effect. So, Representative, please go ahead. And just to piggyback what um, Max said is, um, I think what Meko does is, one one story, uh, my brother has his best friend, his name is Foster. Foster comes with his family um, in Lincoln. They were really um, into, they were a family into the land. Uh, so when going over the house, uh, it was probably just running water and that's probably about it. Uh, they came to Boston and they heard sirens going by. Everything we hear every day. Um, Foster starts crying. His sister starts crying. That was the first time they ever heard uh, sirens. And um, it never clicked to me. I was laughing. I was three years younger than my brother. I was laughing like, what's going on? Until, you know, later on in life, it's there. Um, these white kids, suburban kids are getting um, the same benefits that um, the inner city kids are getting. Um, best friend, one of my good friends, Jared Nicholson, who is a part of, um, not part of, uh, is the mayor of Lynn. Um, I helped him on his first campaign to be school president. Now he's the mayor of Lynn. Yeah, you know, let me talk to him. Yeah, and pushing pushing him for that. Um, I don't know if he had ever had politics in his career. I like to take the credit. I pushed him to, <laughs> to become uh, the mayor of Lynn, and he pushed me to become, you know, just a chairperson on the board. So just that push of, you know, the inner city kids and the suburban kids, and I, and I think, again— just the relationships we build with them. Exactly. So last question, and, and, and we'll go an extra minute here. Last question here. Um, I noticed last fall, MECO was level funded in the state budget, which essentially is a loss of money as expenses go up. Yep. Um, uh, now we see this research that says not enough kids probably getting to go. The program has real impact. Is there a chance the state legislature will respond to this and we'll see increases in funding for MECO in the next budget? Yeah, so the MECO caucus um, decided to make me co-chair with uh, Representative David Linsky, and we're going to be fighting for that. 
because uh, one thing, Meckle's slogan is Meckle works. And as, as you see in my story, my brother is a city council, his story, and there's so many stories within the Meckle program of success and um, showing the administration that MECO truly works. So we'll be fighting on the state level to make sure we get the funding that's needed uh, to open up the door for more kids. State Representative Christopher Worrell uh, from the 5th Suffolk and Max Larkin, WBUR education reporter. Thanks to both of you. Thank, Thank you. you.